Okay, I'm back. Um, oh, there uh, you go. What, 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 what I missed? Uh, technical stuff. We're figuring out recording. So. Okay, okay. So, so, like, the big thing here is just making it fun, you know? Like, this is about making the occult fun. And not just some, some boring, you know, words in an old book. Make it relevant for the 21st century. Is, well, is that something I have to understand? Yeah, yeah. So I, I would agree with that. When Jug asked me before, and I was, you know, kind of high and on the spot, and I was just like, how do I even begin to explain the whole vision of voice thing? I was like, Bowie, to me, and I was like, Bowie is the visceral... The, the, the audio is the, like, get into the, you know, I say make the children boogie, right? It's, like, actually feeling it in your body. It's an embodied philosophy, whereas the some of the more, like, the Crowian stuff feels very airy. It's head. It's it's this these abstract planes, whereas Bowie is grounded, and it's it's low. It's in, it is, um, it's, you know, it is something you can actually dance to and feel. Yeah, yeah, because, I mean, basically, Crowley was kind of a huge fuck-up, you know? So, like, they had to send someone better, and so they, they sent Bowie to basically fix everything that Crowley screwed up. Because, you know, who's colluding Bowie, am I right? So if, if you're going to, like, propagate a new world religion, you got to send someone good. And Crowley just did not do the job. Well, he, yeah. he contributed, but he also fucked some shit up along the way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I think even Crowley's fans can say that he didn't really do a good job in a lot of ways, as far as a, yeah. Well, he was lucky enough to be born with to to excuse me, not be born with, but uh, receive a lot of inheritance, which he spent almost entirely on self-publication. So mm-hmm. you know, if he was if he was having to get everything published through regular publishing houses, it probably wouldn't. He wouldn't. We might not know who he is. You know, <laughs> at this point. But but you know, I think I think Bowie's a lot more successful at uh you know publishing his uh his work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, so that's where we landed. This is it's a new a new messiah for. It's, it's a love story of, for the new age. That that's what that's what Lana says in National Anthem. Totally. What does she say? It's a love story for the new age. That's what she says. Gotcha. Right. Right. When does the new age begin? It just has, man. Well, you know. No, but is there a precise moment? Is it 9-11? Is that the new age? No. Well, if we're talking Zohar, we're in an interim between between 9-11, when the towers fall. Uh, you know, we, we have to come to terms with what it is that we, that we saw. And that process, that, in, that interim is between that point and the actual establishment of a one world government. When we actually get the one world government, it's a paradox because the whole thing turns on its head. So basically you can't have that consolidated small amount of people controlling that amount of people. It's like that that Orwellian idea of the endless boot stomping on the head, like that can't last. So it's basically like you have a buildup, you have a, a, a movement that appears that everything's going to hell in a handbasket as far as it possibly can go. And when we actually get the thing that there that there was the ambition of you know of the the empire so to speak like the global dominant control when we get that one world government then everything f- flips in a way we couldn't have predicted in consciousness too that's the idea is that what we're seeing reflected in the world is an extension of what developmentally is happening in a in an evolutionary breakdown like in other words we have to troubleshoot we have to see on the most primordial level what doesn't work in our in our ability like how we are not evolved and in that 
deep, deep recognition, which is not conceptual, which is experiential, that's when the shift occurs. And so that's supposed to be rep be communicated in the world as a one world government, which is an externalization of what's happening to us internally. So that's the idea, at least. So we're not in the new world until until we get to that point and who knows how long that'll take mm, yeah I, th I think maybe her uh, her next album is going to be a big factor in that but that's just a mm. suspicion i'm not i'm not going to make a firm prediction on that do we but, know when yeah. that one comes out yeah that is on march 10th but i mm -hmm. i think she's gonna like um really try to push people into stuff well, she yeah. lost her her laptop again with all of the, everything she was working on for that album. No, so, no, she still has that. She still has no, that. no, no. She got it stolen from her car. Somebody broke into no, her no. car. Uh, look, I look, saw yeah. I saw her talk about it. She no, said, no, so, but, "Yeah, I'm just saying." The album is still coming out on on March 10th. Oh, oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah, totally. But just so you know, several months back, this did happen, and it was yeah. the second time that it happened to her. She's had laptops stolen from her with her all of her work twice. And right, so, right. you know, but she's got her what she was working on in her, you know, she's got it in her mind too. She knows what it was, but she did she did have get get a huge setback with that. But but again, I I am I'm, I'm kind of operating all out of order here. So you don't know why that might be significant. But um in in her um love video, she uh is showing like um sending um like her the kid the children into doth and then um oh to the city of the pyramids right right I, I think i know what you're referring to yeah interesting and so that that is a very very esoteric uh, video mm -hmm. yeah but then Absolutely. she there's like a big wink when she is she sends them into saturn so Oh, oh by, by the way, uh, Chemtrails Over the Country Club and The Misfits, which was uh, Marilyn Monroe's last film and was also, um, what's his name, uh, Gone with the Wind guy, Scarlet, I Don't Give a Damn, what's his name? Um, God, Clark. Clark Gable. Yeah. Clark Gable's last film. So both Clark Gable and Marilyn Monroe died mm -hmm. shortly after that. It actually culminates at Burning Man. So that, that movie, the whole final stretch with the horses where they're... they're catching and releasing the horses that that was on the, the the playa uh but yeah no that's 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 an epic uh sync is um the misfits and uh chemtrails over the country club mm -hmm. yeah so so there's a horse thing so like so like in the if you get the lp of of chemtrails and you open it up there you know there, there's a whole thing with everybody including wise blood posing with a horse and so um right there, right there, right so, the horseman so, of the apocalypse right and so just recently uh wise blood uh released her new album called and in the darkness hearts aglow and so mm -hmm. like i was like what what media do i think of when i think of a glowing heart you guys got something what do you think of when you think of a, a heart that's that's glowing red et exactly and so and so there's an article on uh steven spielberg referring to uh what's her name i think it's something like i might be getting this wrong but melissa matheson or something it's like there's this woman who was one of the writers for the dialogue of et who steven spielberg uh referred to as et's glowing heart so he said when you're watching et the et's glowing heart is actually this woman and so the reason why he chose her was because she wrote uh she was a co contributor to the dialogue of the children's dialogue in uh, black stallion 
And so, uh, so when that, when, uh, I was looking at that article, I was like, too bad on this album. There's no like horse. Like, is there a horse? Like, cause it feels like that's what's being spoken to here. I think it's a black stallion sync, which it is. And I have that posted on uh, the syncbook.com. Uh, but when I got home that, that same night, I got the LP in the mail and I opened it up and the inner sleeve is just a picture of Natalie on a horse of wise blood on a horse. And so I was like, I got my horse sink. And then I was like, okay, now I got to try it. But yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, well, and, and you know, the, the white uh, horseback rider, he talks about that in uh, New Killer Star again, just a mm. horseback bomber. And, you know, oh, the, the guy on the white right. horse is, is the guy with the bow. So the bow man, the bowie. Totally. Dig yeah. it. Um, anyways, I'm getting all out of order here, so you, you can't really follow my, my train of logic. No, but, but but isn't that crazy though that he changed that because so uh it's David who's the guy in the monkeys or whatever he couldn't uh, be what is his name David Jones Davy Jones monkeys, yeah. and so he's Davy he's David Jones right you can't have two of those or whatever so it goes with Bowie but then you have uh, a space oddity played on television for the Apollo 11 launch which mm-hmm. is weird because it's totally like a heroin song, but whatever. We, no, they, they they played it as as it was taking off, and so um, uh, he's da- he's David Bowie, and then you have David Bowman, Space Oddity, Space Odyssey, right, right, David right, Bowman, right. David Bowie. It's like, are you fucking kidding me? And then yeah, and Haywood R. Floyd, and then Echoes is twenty three minutes and twenty six seconds long, same exact length of the title of Jupiter and Beyond the Infinite, to written and directed by Stanley Kubrick. Like that's just yeah. Okay, crazy. okay. So yeah, that's what I'm saying. But did, but yo, here's something for you, Jason. Hey, uh, can you uh, let me talk? Yeah. So Bowie is literally freaking Dave Bowman. Okay. Yeah. Can you can you get that? Okay, not 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 say say you. Oh, I concur. But so I, then but, is Sync yeah. dead, or is it the religion of the new age? Could be a little both, but, you know, that's, <laughs> but it's important to get on the same page here. <laughs> okay, I just, can, I, can I just say that Space Oddity fits into the interval of the whale section of Pink Floyd's Echoes. So, like, if you play, if, I have that posted online if you want to see it. So, like, if you, if you, if you play, uh, uh, you know, Echoes over Jupiter and Beyond the Infinite. That segment where it where it drops out and you just have that ambient sound, it flows perfectly with the volume up with Space Oddity. It's pretty incredible. It's the exact same one. All right, uh, great. Uh, yeah, yeah, Uncle Floyd, uh, Twinkle Twinkle. <laughs> All right, so Jason, I would yeah, like to. Yeah, I, 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 I just keep getting getting so mixed up as to where are we at here so yeah i know i know yeah. Alice, let's let's try and keep it let's try and keep this grounded where, where so we've established now there's a correlation you've said you feel like this is you found now so you found the key now you feel like there's um this is a way to make all this esoteric stuff more accessible for the new age uh and for the younger generation and so we've talked about some of like the practicalities of maybe why uh can I ask a question, just morbidly curious, your opinion? Mm-hmm. When I first was reading your stuff, and it sort of sound, it sounded a little like, mm, like messianic, right? Where it's like, is this? Are you always? Are you a believer of this being some sort of divine? These divine figures, uh, in, or is this like, basically? artists magicians playing the role of 
you know, these divine priests? Do you feel like this is um, some sort of, well, you know, I don't know, say higher formed thing, or is this a human ambition? Well, uh, the thing about uh, Bowie on Hunky Dory is that he says it's like a sci-fi album. And he says, like, Beely Brothers mm-hmm. is like a... He, he says the Beely Brothers is Star Trek in a leather jacket. <laughs> so I, th- I think we should we should take this not as divinity, per se, but as, like, space invaders. Okay. I, I, th- I think that'll keep us a little more grounded, okay? Totally. I'm not saying you gotta, you gotta worship Bowie. But um, at the same time, I think he had some pretty interesting things to say that are really like beyond a, a normal human can. Uh-huh. So you get what I'm saying, Alan? I uh, I believe so, yeah. And um, like uh, this, go ahead. So did did you uh, see uh, Lazarus? The the production. No, I want to. I, I don't, don't even know, know yeah, about I it. I've seen it. I, when you you sent me a Lazarus video, and I assumed it was the music video, and I'm like, cool, I've I've seen the music video. Right. No, no, it's it, it's it's the stage play you put on. Uh, I didn't know even know about that. I, I vaguely don't. remember the stage play now. But. Well, it, okay, well, in that, I mean, he, like that that is basically like Bowie's final statement, and he's just saying, yeah, I'm a freaking space alien. So, Which he's fine. been saying. Was, so, he a, was he a realist? <laughs> well, that, that's right, that brings us back to Kanye. Right, yeah. And All right. Exactly. So here's Wikipedia. Lazarus used the story of Thomas Newton, a humanoid alien who was stuck on Earth, unable to die or return to his home planet. Lazarus right. had its world premiere off-Broadway at New York, 18th November 2015, and played in 10, 20 January 2016. Lazarus was one of the last works Bowie completed before his death on January right. 10th, 2016. Bowie's last public appearance was when he attended the 7th December 2015 opening night of the off-Broadway production. Right, right. So this is like Bowie's final statement. And in it, he really is just like, yeah, I, I'm, a, I'm a space agent. You got it. <laughs> oh, wow. So, so uh, okay, I'm sorry, go ahead. <laughs> Yeah, so if we go all the way back to his very early track, Lover to the Dawn, um, which is like the first version of Signet Committee. Now, Signet Committee is a very important song. But in Lover to the Dawn, instead of saying that, you know, I gave them life, I gave them all, he instead says... She gave them life. She gave them all. Mm. So immediately, what, what we're being told is, you know, Signet Committee is not about the Beck- Beckenham Arts Lab. It never was. So, so who is the she who gave them life? She gave them all. They drained her very soul dry. And then it says, hey, hey, bitter girl. We're not just sitting here digging you. We flew down here just to figure you. Right. Hey, hey, upper and lower Sharkina. This is Dina. No, no. Here. Like, so, like, he is, he's talking about Sophia, basically. 
Right. Like, I'm saying if you say hey hey, those are the two feminine letters of tetragrammaton. Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. That that too. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, Bowie was a Gnostic, and so he, sure. he, he was saying his whole, his whole life that you know, Gnosticism is where the answers are. Like I don't know enough about Gnosticism like you do, Jason. I, I, yeah. I wish oh, I was more okay, familiar so, with Gnosticism. It's complicated. Well, it, it, yeah, well, it, it's basically Kabbalah with different terminology. Sure. But yeah, it, it's more it's more like uh, attuned to the Western mind, perhaps the modern Western mind, as far as the Judeo-Christian spirit, as far as things go. Right. But there's so many so, different schools of Gnosticism, and there's really only two with Kabbalah, so or, or at least right. in traditional Kabbalah, and then you have European Kabbalah, which is fragments into however many, you know. But yeah. Right. So, so in, in in the original version of Signet Committee, it's about Sophia, who is the bitter girl, and we're not sitting here digging you. We flew down here just to figure you. Right. And, and so he's saying that you know I didn't come down here just to check you out. I came down here to fix you. Right. I did. Figure you. Totally. Just wear your circle. And then if you turn to the back cover of Space Oddity, that's what he's freaking showing. What what is the back cover of Space Oddity? I can't remember. Uh, Go 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 to go to my uh, my post and scroll down to, um, you know the mystery spot. Oh, I saw and that. Yeah, see, yeah, I remember yeah, it. Yeah, that, that is the back cover space oddity. Oh, okay, okay, I got you. Whoa, interesting. Now that is a freaking master key right there. Okay. Here, I'll I'll, I'll send it to the the chat, I suppose, just so everyone can be on the same page here. But that's in Kanye Part Two, where you showed that, right? Yeah, I need to change the title to something more descriptive. Maybe, I don't know, you got any ideas like Black Star Decoded? Now, what are we looking at? This is the back cover space oddity. Right. And you called it a master what? A master key. Okay. So, so. We've, got, we've got the Puro taking care of, of the, the tired old lady. Yeah. From God, God knows I tried. And then mm. up in heaven, we got a the hand reaching down to him from Oh You Pretty Things. And then in the center, we got freaking Lamb from from Crowley. You and, you are is that like a what is what the what is what kind of rodent is that? What kind of what is that? Is that a mammal? What are we looking at? Um, those are like those are the war war gods. That's like the the ion of Horus that's gone out of control. Mm. The war chariot. And then over, Wait, you're over, saying the rodent in the center with the yellow shirt is a war god? Yeah, because instead you got you got the, the the dead bodies, and then you got the, the soldiers on each side. Okay, okay, all right. And so, yeah, um, and that goes back to Signet Committee, where he's talking about seeing the child laying slain on the ground. So that child that is laying slain on the ground is the Ion of Horus. Okay. So yeah, pull, pull up pull up signet committee if you if you want. Because that this is a very important song. But one one of the problems is that the online lyrics are always kind of wrong, so I always have to go back to the original lyric sheets to find the correct lyrics. Mm-hmm. Totally. Uh, yeah. 
But anyways, um, seems like they're just using AI to figure out the lyrics now, and they get it wrong sometimes. Yeah, know. yeah. So I, I, yeah, I, I always go back to the original like album releases just to find the correct lyrics. Okay. So what? Okay. Are we, which? Which? Yeah. All right. So, so this is saying exactly what he's going to do before he does it, because he came down here with one purpose, and that was to save Sophia, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And not just to uh, sit here digging you. Um, what? Where are you seeing this specifically? And you're saying in the lyrics of this song, you're extrapolating that. Of Signet Committee. You're right. Right. I'm look. I'm. I'm looking at the lyrics you sent. And I'm, um, right. Uh, right. Um, let's see here. But they're all kind of out of order. Is the thing. So mm-hmm. like so the first line is I bless you badly sad as I tie my shoes so that's like his parting words at the beginning before mm-hmm. he does anything. Mm-hmm. So like this is like his parting words like before he ever actually uh, accomplished what he was set up doing and mm-hmm. so that's the whole like uh, it's very hard to wrap your mind around it, mm-hmm. uh, it but. Um, I'm just trying to find the where I would call the. So much is gone, and little is new. And as the sunrise stream flickers on me, my friends talk of glory, untold dream, where all is God, and God is just a word. Mm. We had a friend, a talking man, who spoke of any powers that he had, not of the best of men, but ours. We used him. We let him use his powers, let him fill our needs, and now we are strong. That is not about freaking Bob Dylan, okay? <laughs> that is not about the, the arts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the road is coming to its end. Now the damned have no time to make amends. Very ominous line. Mm. No purse of token fortune stands in our way. The silent guns of love will blast the sky. Now, the important one. We broke the ruptured structure built of age. Our weapons were the tongues of crying rage. Where money stood, we planted seeds of rebirth and stabbed the backs of fathers, sons of dirt. Infiltrated mm. business cesspools, heading through our sleeves. Yea, and we slit the Catholic throat. That's the important part. Mm-hmm. That is, that is his statement of intent right there. Totally. Totally. Which his, which also sounds very Crowleyan, doesn't it? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So his his goal was to slit the Catholic throat. Right. Dig it. And then again, let's go back to the Beely brothers because that's that's the other important one. Beely brothers, he says, this was not a song about brotherhood. There are layers of ghosts within it. I was never quite sure what real position Terry had in my life, whether Terry was a real person or whether I was actually referring to another part of me. So again, he's saying, Yearly mm. Brothers is not about Terry, it's about another part of me. Right. Gotcha. And so the story goes, they wore the clothes, they said the things to make it seem improbable. The wail of a lie like they hope it was. And they were the good men of tomorrow. And so tomorrow is the, the new age. Mm-hmm. The next day. Right. The next day. And so mm-hmm. in Beauty Brothers, he says, and the solid book we wrote cannot be found today. So, again, he's saying we wrote the book. Mm-hmm. Two of them wrote the book. Mm-hmm. So who is the other brother? Well, then, you know, Lana has the song, Terrence Loves You. Right. Oh, so shit. She's saying she is the Beauty Brother. Right. Wow. And um, 
Yeah, it, it's a funny thing because, you know, she said, you know, have you ever just not been able to say, take listening to your stupid ex-boyfriend's music? <laughs> about that song. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Totally. Like, like the song is about a uh, freaking Bowie. So why is she uh, saying uh, that uh, he's her ex-boyfriend? Doesn't that doesn't really make sense? Logically. Mm. <laughs> why, why not exactly? Well, I, I, I mean, uh, I don't, I don't think they were ever in a relationship. Um, no. Right, right, right. But I mean, symbolically, it, yeah, it works. Yeah. Lyrically, it works. Yeah. So yeah, um, that that is the reason why it is titled "Terrence Loves You." Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. What, what did she yeah. say about it? Did, have you looked at any, any commentary from her on? Yeah, she on, said it's okay. about her stupid ex-boyfriend. Right, but I mean, beyond that, is there? Well, she said okay. it's very, very important to her personally. But I mean, she's not going to okay. freaking say right. that her boyfriend's Bowie because that would be ridiculous. Right. And what <laughs> you said there. <laughs> uh, you guys, you guys all know about realism, right? You look no, into this? No, not really. Okay, so it's basically their 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 premises uh, that this I, I'm I'm only speaking to this because I'm like I saw the title of the blog you might want to change the title of or whatever, but uh so so well isn't uh, Kanye associated with that in some strange way? No, no, what it, yeah in a sense. So basically, Con, Kanye put a picture uh, on Twitter that got him removed of the of the swastika within the Star of David oh. where they where they connect, which is the symbol for uh, the realist movement which is the world's biggest ufo cult and basically uh you know there's no way in hell excuse me in my opinion uh that uh that elon musk deleted uh kanye from his new free free speech um you know platform uh for the symbol in in and of its own he removed him because that's his freaking religion and they have ties to africa for birthright so there's a whole realist movement to have African birthright imitating in their own words what Israel has done. And so originally, if you go way back with Zionism, they wanted to establish their own, you know, like it wasn't it wasn't immediately decided that it would be Israel where they set up this, um, you know, um, kind of cultural apartheid situation. So, uh, you know, it was originally proposed as as Africa among a few places. And so they're actually looking to do that. And if you just type in realism Africa, you'll find all of those connections there. And so that's Elon Musk's thing, you know, like he so when he says he's an alien trying to get back home, he means that that's he means that literally that's his belief system. So that in his in his religion, the Elohim are basically aliens that like, you know, seated us like in the lab, so to speak, or of sorts to create us, you know, that it's kind of kind of Sitchin esque in terms of the Anunnaki or whatever. Um, but yeah, so that's his yeah. trip. So he got pissed at Kanye for sharing his religion that he normally only hints at, which isn't very subtle anyway. Hmm. Yeah, I, I was really going to do more with Kanye, but then I realized that it didn't really, really matter to uh, where the, I mean, I didn't really know where I was going to take this post. It just kind of came together on its own, mm-hmm. like in a very synchronistic kind of way without. Mm-hmm. So sure. this was not what I set out to prove at all. This was not, this was not my, my, my intent. Well, what was your intent? My intent was just to say, Kanye is an idiot. He's not saying anything <laughs> important with his music. It's all a bunch of dumb bullshit. Mm. These guys are saying something important. I, I wasn't sending out to prove any of this. 
but it just kind of came together in a very like supernatural sort of way right but that's that's your art like you do it you do it a cool way because you just kind of like accumulate the data and for the most part let it speak for itself yeah like like these puzzle pieces just like i came together on their own to like communicate something important totally that i didn't intend for them to communicate what what did k west part one say and why was that oh well i was just about i was trying to point out like there was this whole like theurgic magic going on behind the scenes with like Lana Del Rey as like this kind of like ensouled idol that where there was this whole like ritual aspect behind what she was doing um, as far as uh, like very ceremonially like opening her mouth as like um, I can't even remember what I, what I wrote in there. I'm going back through it now. Um, her, her first album was called Kill Kill, right? Exactly. So she's got the, 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 the King Kill thing always going on. Right. And so that actually syncs with Faster Pussycat Kill Kill, FYI. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so um, her, her whole, Lana's whole thing is going back to Zep Tepe, which is the 1950s. And uh, so I'm going back through the, the whole thing here, uh, the original one, because frankly, I didn't really read it uh, before. Uh, yeah okay but but yeah um there were some very prophetic things going on in here for sure so yeah i mean there's just like really well you can see like the there's a lot of magical symbolism going on here with like uh her in like the gold dress uh presiding over their wedding um i'm just going through that through it now, here oh yeah um and then the, the the two wheels as um the wheels of time and then the, the descent and set of the soul is is a right a yeah, so, yeah, um, and that basically comes down to um, the manufactured icon is transformed into a living body or a symbol of deity by the rites of Hedricius in Greek and Dedicatio in Latin. And so, like, basically, like, her whole career at this point, when this was written, was to become this sort of, like, theurgically ensouled idol. Right. Um, the statue is produced by the gods themselves acting through these skilled artisans who know the secrets. And so it's like, yeah, she's freaking manufactured. She's manufactured to be the moon child. Oh, shit. So so how many songs does Lana Del Rey say I ain't no candle in the wind in? I think it's like four. It's at yeah, least well, three. Yeah, well, you know, in the Villa of Ormond stands a solitary candle. Right. So totally. Whoa. But, but again, chemtrails is, is, is like the chaos album. So it's like everything on chemtrails is just totally chaotic. And yeah. Random. Well, I thought she was, I, I took it that she was, she was looking at the tragedy of Marilyn Monroe uh, in, in that, you know, she's kind of saying, like, because it was Elton John. That was actually the, the most selling song in the history of music uh, for a long time. It may have, it's probably changed at this point, but for a long time, the top selling song in the world was uh, Goodbye, England's Rose, uh, about Princess Diana, uh, which was a play on, obviously, Candle in the Wind, um, uh, about Marilyn Monroe. And so, but that was also being, I know he doesn't write any of his own lyrics, Elton John, what's that guy's name he does? I'm Bertie Telfin, but but I mean, yeah. Elton John is the rocket man, you know? Right, but the point is, is that it's a, it's a man <laughs> talking about Marilyn Monroe, and it always mm-hmm. felt to me that when Lana is saying 
she's she's breaking that identification uh, for herself. She's saying, I don't want to be the man's interpretation of me. I want to be my own woman is basically how I've seen that. Um, mm-hmm. And also that I'm free, unlike Marilyn Monroe, who in, in her time was so, um, you know, she was uh, in uh, the words of Arthur Miller, it was kind of a dancing bear. So people, you know, were, uh, you know, uh, kind of just it was a big it was a big joke to them and they didn't understand her actual plight, you know. Yeah, uh, and I, think, I, I, yeah. I think part of that is like freeing herself from like the the archetype of the Scarlet Woman of the like Crowleyan system right. as well. My my theory of of chemtrails over the country club is that it's actually about the country club that uh, Marilyn Monroe designed that was supposed to be her and Arthur Miller's dream home, and yeah. then he filed for divorce uh, right before they started shooting uh, the Misfits. So he's there the whole time. So it's this extended breakup. So when she has in that album, she says breaking up slowly is a hard thing to do. That uh, was a long-winded breakup with Arthur Miller. I yeah, think yeah. I think that that album is actually primarily focused on not just Marilyn Monroe, but her relationship with Arthur Miller. And uh, that so they turned her design into a country club on Hawaii uh, <laughs> years after her death. And I've I've my my what I'm what I suspect is that she's referring to that very country club. Yeah, that could be. Um, I have like a mini documentary that I put together on it, just using clips from like maybe fifteen different um, uh-huh. other documentaries on Marilyn Monroe. That's the introduction to my to the video that I have on the website for uh, the Misfits with with that album. It's like maybe uh, I have like a maybe a fifteen to twenty minute uh, like expose, just giving all the context for mm-hmm. her and uh, Arthur Miller's relationship and why it's significant to chemtrails. Yeah. So so basically, what I said in the part one was that she had to like ritually deny that she was manufactured to um, become a living uh, a place where the gods are born and consecrated. Mm. Um, the, 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 the statue is produced by the guys themselves, acting through the skilled artisans who know the secrets. Right. Wow. And yeah. so that, that that is the real theogony belongs to the realm of theurgy. Oh. So, in fact, the statue is not even manufactured, but ceremoniously born in a process which Biker cosmically repeats all phases of cosmogony. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What are you reading from? What is this? I thought I'm I reading didn't... from K West Part One. Right, but where, what, what is the, the, what is the source? What do you, what do you? Oh, what it's, it's, it's from um, Philosophy as a Rite of Rebirth by a guy whose name I cannot oh, properly. Oh, pronounce. okay, okay. Um, Algis Ustavinis, something yeah. like that. Okay. Yeah. yeah, Philosophy as a Rite of Rebirth. Interesting. So again, she is, she is the, the ensouled uh, idol as a. As a vessel of Babylon, but I'm getting ahead of myself now. Are you? I mean, well, I I mean. <laughs> yeah. She, so she is an active. She is a work of theurgy to um, ensoul Babylon in an idol. How does Lady Gaga tie in? Doesn't she? she Lady Gaga has a Ziggy Stardust tattoo on her side, and she. Um, uh, she 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 got her name from Radio Gaga from Queen, whose music video pictures Metropolis all over the place, which is all obviously sure, about it, Babylon. It, but it's interesting. Um, in um, one of uh, Bowie's earliest things, um, the Three Penny Piro Columbine, in that looks like Lady Gaga. Ooh. But I'm I'm not sure. 
Because, I don't know. But, I, but, I, I, yeah. I just found her, her Bowie mimicry to be very, like, superficial in a way, as far as not really oh, communicating yeah. the same sort of things that Bowie was. Oh, yeah. Like. No, no, totally. It's not. It's world, worlds apart. But the thing is, is, like, it's just the just communicating, if we're talking archetypes, what what archetype she's expressing is that is basically, it's kind of similar to Eminem, actually. Because it's like, mm-hmm. there's Marshall Mathers and there's Slim Shady. And it's like, Lady Gaga is like, you know, I, I forget her actual name. What is it? What's her real name? Stephanie Germanotta. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. So, but there's there's her as a person, and then there's her image that people are relating to, and it's the it, her allegory as was was one of especially with the fame monster is one of of distinguishing that she's like I'm here, and then there's what the public is relating to, which is that kind of it's like uh, Tony Clifton and Andy Kaufman or mm-hmm. something. It's like this isn't really me. You're not actually listening to me. You're listening to a product. And so I think it was kind of a way to reconcile her art that she's like, okay, well, now I'm being turned into a product. If I want to make it as a musician, this is how they're, you know, this is the compromise I'm having to make, which is kind of like in Metropolis when they replace the high priestess with the with the robot, which is essentially a, a golem of sorts. So it's like she's like she's like communicating artistically that she is not that golem that everyone's relating to that she's meanwhile in here with her own thing so she's having right. to 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 work hard to get anything that is her own real thing into that product to be which is basically calls for help in a way you know mm-hmm. <laughs> and then then Lana's whole thing is you know I can be your china doll if you want to see me fall so the, the, there's this very uh, self uh, aware sort of uh, self description of her as a china doll or a china girl to tie it into Bowie. I loved it, Jason, when you had that, when you made the, when you were connecting the China in, um, what was it? It was, it was Oz the Great and Powerful, uh, which is actually, it was, but it's from the L. Frank Baum books, I believe, the, the mm-hmm. actual, the China. But you were saying like the, the, di, the, what was it? A, was it a cup or something? It's like a China. I can't remember. I, I, I hmm. there's actually a sync with Oz the Great and Powerful, but I've never posted it because I don't like the, the, what it's the flaming lips did their dark side of the moon. So if you play the flaming lips, dark side of the moon with the Oz great and powerful, it's actually a really solid sync, but I just don't like hearing Henry Rollins do like the, I've always been mad. Like most of us have, it's like, you have to explain why you're mad. I don't, even if you're not mad, but I don't want to hear Henry Rollins. say I don't know. I, I have a bias against it, even though it is a solid sync technically. <laughs> right. Uh, Sorry, I'm I'm good at sidetracking things. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so I'm just saying, like, everything over the past uh, art decade, the ten years prior to this, is was like a, a big ritual act to um, and soul Babylon into her, essentially through the working of the ten spheres. And so she's insold now, or she's right. most mostly insold. Right. And but that isn't this isn't about worshiping her. It's about um she has become a conduit by which all women can become free. And that's what she was talking about in the song Get Free. If you recall mm. that. Mm-hmm. Totally. Okay, so she has the she has this line in Get Free. Finally, gone is the burden of the Crowley way of being that comes from energies combined. Like my part was I was not discerning, and you, as we found out, were not in your right mind. So what do you think she means by that? 
Nobody ever. Does she literally have a lyric that's that, that yeah. references Crowley saying, "Hey, we don't do that anymore." Yeah, she she literally freaking does, and nobody thinks about these lines. <laughs> nobody nobody comprehends her white lines, and that that is right. the frustrating. Like she like you could just look at up the freaking lyric on Spotify, and it says right there, "Gone is the burden of the proudly way of being." Yeah. And nobody thinks about this. Nobody nobody so, stops the question. Not nobody. Like well, you did. <laughs> we got you, the high priestess of Lana Del Rey, or the sorry, the high priestess of Lana. Del Rey. Right. <laughs> oh man, that is pretty wild. That okay, that that if the, if she has that specific lyric, please 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 read 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 my post. It, it's oh, in the middle. Well, I was gonna say maybe that's the title of your post. Yeah, yeah. All right, there you go. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, she directly references Crowley in, in the song and says, "Gone is the burden of Crowley way of being." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. She's she, she's hip to it. Oh yeah. I mean, she, all of her freaking songs are full of are, and videos are full of Tolima references. Mm-hmm. Like she's got she has got like ninety threes um constantly. Mm-hmm. And you know, I, I've been talking about this for years, but nobody cares what I think. <sighs> what are you, what are you talking about, Jason? People. <laughs> <laughs> not We're nobody here <laughs> you know you know jason it's one of the four horsemen of of a, rela- of a relationship i saw a book one time amy showed me about things that destroy relationships and one of the things is when you say you never or you always because unless, sometimes they can be true but a lot of the time when people say that it, you know it's it, it's really hard to, to you know to reconcile that i would say that when you put things out in the world jason you don't know who's looking at it and what's coming out of it for them. And that a lot of, so much of that, most of that is, is fine. The nature of it going to be out of your sight, you know? Mm-hmm. So you just put it out and, yeah. you know, somebody's seeing it. <laughs> but, 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 but for this, for this particular post, I, I do feel like I have a responsibility to at least try to explain it. Mm. Um, Cause it does seem important, you know, on, not on, you know, an eye on level. Totally. So yeah. So yeah, I, and then um, another, another another line from her is, "There's a new revolution, a loud evolution that I saw, born of confusion and quiet collusion, of which mostly I've known." Yeah. So again, that's a Norman fucking Rockwell, right? Yeah, and and hope is a dangerous thing. Yeah. Totally. And then also has the line, "Serving up God in a burnt coffee pot for the triad." Right. That's about. I I believe that 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 album speaks largely to um to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Helter Skelter, the triad. I think is because the way in the film that they present it, because they leave out that mm-hmm. one guy who left, who never was in a movie again, who was who was in a relationship with Sharon Tate. Uh, I forget his name, but he was in Cold de Sac, um, another uh, Rowan Polanski film, and um, but uh uh it was it was um uh. What's what's uh, Jim Morrison's hairstylist name? Um, who was killed with Sharon in the room? Um, uh, fuck. Uh, but th- they show it in the film. Like they explain it as a triad. They say it, him, her, and her because it was a three-way relationship. And so. Uh, w- okay, I'm just gonna stop you. I don't think that's it. I think the triad is the supernal triad uh-huh. um, of chaos, Babylon, and the crown and conquering child. Totally, man. But that's a corollary. Okay. Okay. Yeah, maybe so. I haven't seen yeah. the movie. I haven't seen the movie. Okay. I'm just trying. I'm trying to like keep it on keep it on track here. The vision, the voice. That, that's yeah. where it comes back to. Okay. She's saying that she is the 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 cupbearer with that line as the priestess. That's what she's saying. That she served up God and burned coffee pot for try Right, right, right. Totally. Well, yeah. There's there's 
yeah. Yeah, and, and so the crown and cockney child is is the cherry blossom on Blue Bannisters. And Okay. Yeah, and, and what she calls the cherry blossom in that is the little ghost, Alan. If you're still there. I'm I'm very much still here, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so so your whole your whole video game just uh, kind of uh was just an echo of uh her her uh, cherry blossom song. Okay, I'll have to listen to that, I guess. <laughs> So here's, here's a, I just, there's an image, Ziggy Stardust. Yeah. Kanye West born five days, five years, two days after Ziggy Stardust comes out. Correct. And then the track, it opens with five years, five years. Right, right. But one thing he kept saying about Ziggy Stardust is that the tracks were out of order. So, like... It actually ends with five years. Hmm. That comes after the Rock and Roll Suicide. That's where does it, where does he say that the tracks are out of order? That's interesting. Oh, um, in some in some interview, we talked about how he'd put out in production and the tracks would be um, different every night, and he'd play them out of order. And um, which which makes sense because you know, like Ziggy Stardust dies before Rock and Roll Suicide, it doesn't make any sense. You know, mm-hmm. in the song Ziggy Stardust, how could he die and then also be in a song after that? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, that actually does. Uh, I've, I've had some some questions. And and to say, my, my point with Vision the Voice, the video was to make multiple start times that you could, that it could be rearranged easily. Um, there is something about that uh, inherently in the work. Um, I, so he, I'm tempted to, to to quickly tell you my personal synchronicities with this, just real quick. Um, but I think rather than be self-indulgent, I I don't have a ton more time for this call, and you guys can keep going without me, obviously. But uh-huh. I don't have a ton more time. I would like to, at least before I, I have to go, I'd like to kind of zero in, Jason. So, yes. it, you know, you said you've kind of laid out the pieces. Are you seeking, um, you know, you? I'll be honest, uh, the one of the things I was most excited about doing this today is because this is the first time you've really reached out being like, hey, I want to discuss my work. And that, to yeah. me, was a really big um I don't know, just like that that gave me a, a sense of the weight and importance of this. Right. And so uh, I guess I'd like to know, A, is it are you looking to help spread the awareness? Or are you trying to help get, um, you know, people pick up the puzzle pieces? Is there something that you feel is like why this feels really strongly to you that you want to address this? Um, that That is the thing. Um... Well, it, it is about um, a new iron, basically, um, and one in which uh, basically women can um, initiate themselves and become um, function as gateways through which cosmic influence will be, be evoked. I'm sorry, I'm just reading from Kenneth Grant here. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Kenneth Grant is, is, is a complicated person, but I mean... Kenneth Grant, Elizabeth Grant, is there is there a relationship there? I don't know. Mm. I'm not, I'm not, I don't know. Maybe maybe uh, a causally. 
Um, so it is, it's about a changing of the priesthoods, and this could be very dramatic in, in the future as far as if certain things um, happen with, like, the archetypal realities that they have sketched out, this could lead to sort of um, wider initiations, I guess, would be the mm. the thing. Mm. Sorry, it's hard to um, put this into concise words. Um, like, what they have done is, like, imprinted a new archetypal reality that uses their um, their their uh, collective images as um, a system of initiation that follows the vision and the voice um, through popular culture. Um, and so it's hard to explain exactly. Um, I kind of tried to lay it out in the third part here, but it, it is a little complicated. Mm-hmm. Um, so does, does that help at all? <laughs> I'm not sure if that's what you're asking. I think so. I, mean, I, I guess, like, just you personally, are you, you know, it's like, hey, sometimes, like, um, you know, you're you're working on a puzzle. All right, I had this experience over, over the holiday break. I was visiting with some family, okay? Someone busts out, like, a fucking jigsaw puzzle working on it. I spent two days, it was the craziest, like, really intense jigsaw, but I don't know how, how I got sucked into it. That's you know, so weird, watch. dude. I just last night finished my jigsaw mail-on artwork. I was fucking loving puzzles right now, but go on. Yeah, I, it, was, was, it was like literally someone else had it out. They started it. They, they quickly <laughs> lost interest, and I somehow got pulled into it. And then as people would walk by, I'm like, yeah, sure, help out, you know, whatever. Like, but then there's also times where I'm like, nah, man, back off. This is like, right. I got this spot or something, right? Totally. So I guess my question is, if if that resonates at all, like you've laid out some of these puzzle pieces, are you looking for people to pick up the pieces with you, or are you looking for, hey man, like check out what I've arranged and you know sort of he- hear the message? Is it um, do you feel like you've you've cracked it far enough that it's you want to share the results of that, or you had said earlier it seemed to imply that you were still figuring it out? I guess that's mm. well. There, there, there are always more pieces to put in, but like the big picture is there. As far as like, um, like these are the two keys to the book of the law: the line and the, the circle squared that's failure. Mm. And so, like together, their discographies are like sort of a. I'm not going to say a new Bible per se, but a new sacred text. And that that's what Bowie was talking about with the solid book we wrote cannot be found today. And then in uh, Oh, You Pretty Things, I think about a world to come where our books are found by the Golden Ones. That's in the original handwritten lyrics. Our books. Not the books. Our books. Mm-hmm. So these are their books that are that are like a, a new... Uh, I, I'm trying not to say Bible, but, you know, they're, 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 in, they're, they're like a, a, sure. an appendix to the Book of the Law. That, that's that's actually what they say in or babylon says in the book of babylon is that you will publish an appendix thou shalt publish the secret matter of the adepts thou knowest withholding no word of it in an appendix to this my book so they are an appendix to the book of law do they supersede it or in a way, in a way because they're, they're like correcting all the like misogynistic shit that Crowley wrote, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what that's what Morrison did too, by the way. I should send it to you yeah. if you haven't seen yeah. either Lucerta Rex, but yeah. 
Yeah, I, I did uh, look at some of those poems. They, they are they are very good um, as far as uh, esotericism goes. But I'm before I'm, I'm trying to get all, everything in before Alan has to leave. You know. Mm. Um. Yeah. So. Yeah, it, it really is about um, re, 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 just updating everything for the 21st century and making it understandable in a really basic mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. And also like introducing like a, a new simple set. Right. And, and so you could use um, Bowie's lyrics and Lana's lyrics to like decode each other. So like in West Coast, where she says, you know, I'm leaving you for a moment, Boy Blue, that connects directly mm-hmm. to Silly Boy Blue on the Bowie's first album. And so, you know, she's talked about the, the journey of the fool there. I think you just put Crowley's name in the place of Bowie in the statement made previously, oh. Oh, which, well, is, which is a pretty good Floydian well, slip there. Well, yeah, because Bowie was basically Crowley's replacement, you know? <laughs> yeah, 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 totally. They sent him to fix everything that Crowley messed up. Mm-hmm. Can I ask you a question that may, may be, um, maybe this is too big a question, but you said like a new symbol set. I yes. know there's like a, there's a lot of content here, but... You mentioned like the, uh, you know, breaking away from the misogyny, which I, t- I totally get. Uh, can you give any other examples of what would be the new symbol set or the new sort of like what would be the distinctions of this newer aeon or this newer way of w- looking at it? Oh, it's, it's taking the veil off of, of the high priestess, you know, it's, 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 it's putting uh, women at the forefront of, of things instead of um, just um, being some abstract thing in some old dead guy's um, poem or whatever. You know, like 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 in Kubrick 2001, like the woman is the monolith, but she's like this abstract veiled thing that nobody recognizes because she's just this big black object. This is about taking the veil away. Yeah. And really saying this is what it's about. Okay. It's it's not about just some bunch of numbers, a bunch of letters juggling that. There's meaning behind it. I feel like David David and I spoke briefly the other day to, about making this call, and we were talking about um, the Diana song. Um, mm-hmm. that Amelia wrote and you were saying it was about taking the the golden bow from the female perspective from the actual princess involved in the ritual what would be her perception of this ritual it's it's constantly this you know this over and over thing and it's like well here's this central figure that no one gets to fucking hear from yeah exactly uh, right. and I feel like there's something really important there of um I don't know that correlation between the conversation we just had the other day, David, and and this. Right, and with and with that, you know, we made our own, um, you know, sync for a film with intention, you know, and so that's the movie Men, and so it's a A24 film. I'm not sure if you've heard of it, but, uh, you know, we we arranged two albums to fit together. She did. I mean, it's her it's her her album. I contributed to it, and my contributions shifted timing here and there with the with the sampling so i added samples to specific songs and it 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 arranged itself and we we kind of gave it a push so there was a set intention but the it wasn't mechanical so that she organically produced an album and then there was just slight adjustments to get it to match in such a way with the thing but it wanted to do that on its own it was almost like magnetized to do that but it was it was a uh, um you know because when i entertain the idea of intentionality when it comes to album film stuff i don't think that it's as as meticulous or mechanical as most might assume it's more like you do the thing but then you can kind of tweak it here and there uh you know to get it to do to to you know do what it's going to do to some degree on its own um, so okay, but I, I'm not about just uh, watching movies. I'm about studying the lyrics. Okay, that, that's the whole thing. Right, I'm right. Me's white lines. 
actually comprehend the lines. Don't just listen to them absentmindedly. You've got to study the lines. Right. That that that's where the beat of it is. Right. But isn't Coke Mars according to Crowley, correspondence-wise, in seven seven seven? Um, is it? I don't know. Yes, it is actually. I'm asking like a question, but it's rhetorical. Uh, sorry. I'll, I, I thought it was up. tobacco. Is it? Yeah, yeah. Toba- tobacco, tobacco, and cocaine are both I mean, I'm associated literally have with the book Mars. In front of me, I'll tell you in a second. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, I believe it says tobacco and and cocaine. I mean, just perception as someone who has done a lot of tobacco and cocaine. Um, I got it. I got it. I don't really need to look it up. Um. You know that's Mars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, okay. Um, Jason, I, I, one more question for you. So this idea of, okay, this is intentionality, right? So like, th- if we're saying, hey, this is, they're, they're, they're fully aware of what they're doing, at least Bowie and, and Lana. Um, you know, I guess, obviously, there's all the, the, the people with the sort of, you know, we've we've all run across the bullshit online of like, oh, they're putting this programming in your music to get you into the, you know, the what, you know, the the, the evil Masonic sorcerers are out there to steal your Christian souls and blah blah blah. Um, oh yeah, they are totally. But this is the White Lodge, so. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I guess that's what I'm saying is like, do you you feel like this is intentional, but it's it's it, it seems very well intentioned. I just kind of like want to want you to speak to that a little bit because because yeah, I mean, I mean, someone come at it from that angle. I just want you to speak to that angle. Oh yeah, I mean that that that, that is the idea. Um, and that that's what uh, Boy said back in his Thin White Duke era was that he wanted to rule the world subliminally. Right. He says he says I think subliminal advertising is great. If it hadn't been outlawed, it would. Uh, I would have excelled at it. I think of it, and blah blah blah. Um, so if Dolly, it hadn't you, been outlawed, like yeah. it could out possibly outlaw that. Okay. Yeah. Dolly knew exactly what he was doing when he painted his paintings. He knew what all the objects meant. Should his work have been destroyed, and he forced to paint a, a vase of flowers? The attitude that says the artist should paint only things the proletarian can understand, I think, is the most destructive thing possible. That sounds a little like Hitler's going around to museums and tearing modern paintings down, doesn't it? So, you know, whenever I hear the word culture, I reach for my revolver. Oh, shit. You mustn't be scared of art. Rock and roll is only rock and roll. People hold it so sacred. Mustn't tamper in case you find out that it really does govern kids. So, yeah, he, he wants to, uh, he wants to, uh, you know, manipulate kids. Totally. Yeah. But, I mean, it's for a good end. <laughs> so this is this is the White Lodge. And so that, that is that is why he has the song called Battle for Britain, the letter. That's a reference to the magical Battle of Britain. Um, where you know, and, and in that book by Dion Fortune, Dion says we work by in- inoculating the collective subconsciousness of the race with certain archetypal ideas, and so their work has been to inoculate these archetypal ideas into the collective subconsciousness in efforts to, um, and then um, that's also something that Lana has in the song um, "Children of the Bad Revolution," mm. where he says, "Me and my baby planning world domination." And so we are the new politicians, the celebrity editions, and it's so pornographic and it's tragic, but the magic makes us free to be what we want to be. Get out of your life, break out of them chains, run for your life. There's still time to change. Never give up. Never forget who you are. Well, what you want to be, be your own God, get free. So right. that, that ties into, into Bowie's song, um, The Stars Are Out Tonight. And that you know, is yeah. hmm. that song is about, because it, it is not just some stupid song about, you know, popular culture. 
It says the stars are never sleeping, dead ones and the living. We live closer to the earth, nearer to the heavens. The stars are never far away. So they are the stars that are dead and alive. You know, you know, Lana and Bowie, uh, both both of them do the same thing that that the the Beatles would do, uh, that Pink Floyd would do, that the Doors would do, where they'll have up to sometimes triple meanings for for lyrics. Where you can you can you you can go through and you can see how you can take it one way, you can take it another way, you can take it another way, and sometimes they'll all be really overt. Sometimes they're just like little pl- clever plays on things. Like when, like for example, um, is that West Coast when she says his Parliament's on fire? Right, right. And so you're like his Parliament is his Parliament cigarette, uh, which by the way uh, was commonly used for coke because because it has that little dip in the end of the filter so you can kind of scoop out the coke with a parliament and so like it's like a, it, play, it people used it as a spoon or whatever but it's also that yeah it's parliament's on fire obviously it's like uh guy guy uh fox you know but then uh or guy mm, right right, right. Fo, fo, exactly. fo? is he guy fox or five fo? what is it <laughs> well now we live now we live on the other side of the new aeon in the uh in the female you know with, with where women and can be at the front of the new mysticism and uh, they use uh, tampon applicators for for cocaine. Uh, there you go. Thank you, Alan. Well, but but again, <laughs> it's not literally cocaine. When you know. Oh, I, sorry, I was just making a, a, a joke. No, and like I said, I I do really I, I do really resonate with the the overall idea of of not, like not only what you found, but like sort of where you're landing with it. Uh, you said like, you know, you're not crazy. Obviously, like the, the post is sprawling, the the blog post is sprawling, and it's it's a ton of information, and it does feel like it's just so much to take in, and like and the question of what are you saying? Hearing you talk about it, you sound incredibly lucid. The ideas sound really grounded. Uh, the correlations are undoubtedly there, um, and this idea of that sort of, you know, allowing for the feminine to take that rightful place. I mean, that really comes down to the Kabbalistic act, right? This idea of, of uh, bringing the Shekinah back to this proper place. And um, I don't know, that's, I, I think that's a great, mm-hmm. the, the nothing, nothing about this seems as, you know, off-putting uh, potentially as, as it could be. Um, a, lot of, a lot of other things. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I, 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 again, this has all been like introduced out of order to where uh, it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. As, which is why we probably should have like started with you know the Babylon working, since mm-hmm. that, that that is basically what this is about. Because because that's the thing, Bowie did the Babylon working. Okay, that that is really the important thing. Right. I think there's a debate between if, if the Babylon working is actually part of the great work or the antithesis of the great work. Who's who's deciding what the great work really is, you know? Um, I can decide that, but well right. Well, I mean I mean Babylon working was special in in how it was executed. But mm. once you understand that Bowie's whole life mission was to do the Babylon working, then all of these really obscure things in his lyrics suddenly make sense. Mm. Mm. Okay. Okay. I'm following you. Yeah. So that that is. Yeah, and, this, and then by and by that you mean the explicit end result of the moon child. 
yeah, I, I'm just using Moonchild as, as sort of a, a metaphorical kind of thing because it's not exactly the way it was in Crowley's book. Right, sure, right, right, right. Sure, but sure, the, right. But that was largely allegorical. Most people would agree, I would imagine. But but I think Lieber 49 is, is the important text to study right now because that, that is the blueprint for the new Ion. And that is like legitimately like the fourth chapter of the Book of the Law, apparently. I, I, I didn't really believe that at first, but apparently it is. And mm. uh, so... Like everything in in this uh, this uh, Libra forty nine can be um, explained through Bowie's whole career. Hmm. But the, the the lines are a little bit out of order, is the thing. But if if you if you line them up in order, you realize that that Bowie's whole career has been to accomplish the Babylon working. Hmm. Where where do you where is that on your blog that you have the, the yeah yeah I, I, I kind of wish that you I kind of wish that you had that you guys have actually read it or something but okay i read yeah. I, I, I read the hey, Kanye you part saying too. that but it's it's you're, yeah, you're saying yeah. read it but it's like there's a lot to take in and a lot <laughs> of that out so, so sorry bro you got that's I, why I, you're I, here I, to explain it i know i know i i, I just keep getting sidetracked with the with the david's uh various things i'm sorry <laughs> i do that my apologies and it's like i don't have i don't have infinite time either so uh, what about the other thought that the babylon working was kind of like this Push towards um, that first atomic bomb test. Well, the the the, the first test came before the Babylon working. So. Oh, oh shit! That's crazy. Yeah. Oh dude, no, you. Uh, There's too much context for me because you'd have to see my thing. But like, I'm sorry to keep doing this kind of thing. But like, dude, the Dunkirk with uh, Lust for Life is really interesting because that director, what's his name? Yeah, uh, yeah, Oppenheimer. Yes, uh, Nolan. Yes. Right. So Nolan's doing Oppenheimer now. Right. Oh, interesting. Ooh. And I, the new, I, there isn't there a new movie coming out now called Babylon, which is like. Right. 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 Yeah. 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 And that ties into the Barbie movie. Um. If you watch the uh, the uh, the Barbie movie uh, trailer, um, oh yeah yeah yeah, the two thousand one play. Yeah, she is the, she is the monolith, and, okay. and she's uh, turning the the dolls into real girls. And it's always Margot Robbie who played yes, Sharon yes, Tate. Yes, there yes, we go. And, oh, and, uh, far out. Quinn, and, and you know Bowie is, is the Joker as as uh, you know the Pierrot, and, and mm. he's also a God's Lonely Man, and you know Joker was uh, the taxi driver in in Joker. That's right. Okay. Anyways, um. How much time do we have? Because there's so much to talk about, and I, I keep getting sidetracked here. What what more do you have to say? I have everything to say, dude. This is the most important thing in the world, and, and you're not taking it as important as it should Wait, be. I am. Um, okay, what okay. it's bringing up in me is Znor and I keep coming back to the book of Job as, like, this text that we keep referencing, but... I'm trying to remember. It seems like there's some kind of Sophia incorporation that happens in that that's vitally important as a as a roadmap for the entire Bible. Um, hmm. So I don't know. This is this is pretty interesting to me because so that's what it's bringing up in me. Well, Nor well, it's always talking about Jesus Christ, the imagination, but that's just too abstract. Can I make a proposal? Lana Del Rey, the messianic Christ as the embodiment of the ideal, is something that's fun to me. Well, yeah, it, it is about having fun, you know. I mean, this is it shouldn't be taken too seriously. I mean, I mean, it's like, <laughs> no, no, shut shut the hell up, okay? Okay. It's, it's what Bowie says here. What the music says may be serious, but as a medium, it should not be questioned, analyzed, or taken so seriously. So I'm having fun with 
the method, but what I'm saying is serious. Okay. You, you yeah. 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 Serious moonlight, man. As yeah. it should yeah. be. As it should be. That's this is this is the lesson I feel like that I've keep coming back to in recent years is yeah, is like yeah no shit this stuff is heavy as fuck. You might as well have fun with it. If you're gonna play with the pieces, you might as well play. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, I, I, I'm a little tongue in cheek in you know how it's presented. Mm. All right, so I have a proposal. Yeah. I, I have a proposal. So this is important. You're saying there is a lot more here. What if what if we took a what if we press pause, took some time to actually process this, watch the the production, the Lazarus production. We can revisit this. Uh, you're you're suggesting K West Part Two. What's that? K West Part Two. Well, I'm at this Part Two, yeah. Right. Let's be clear to, to listeners why the K-West thing, because it's on the cover of Ziggy Stardust. It right. says K-West, yeah. and then you have Kanye. So there you go. Right. But how, how would you feel at that? What if, because uh, I said, I, I do feel, I got to run, and this is, I, I don't want to just leave you hanging. But we, what if we, um, we, we, you know, we've been at this for over two hours. I feel like we've kind of cracked some of the questions around it, but we found some footing. We should have, we should have Patrick Sveck uh, on the next call because he's read like almost all the Mask of, of God uh, posts, if not all of them. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm totally down for that. That would be fun. So to immerse ourselves more fully now that we have the keys. <laughs> yeah. Okay, again, the, the most important thing is, is the Love is Lost video by uh, Dave Bowie. That that is also a very important key, and I I haven't even gotten to that in like two hours, so this is very frustrating. How hey, hey, little I've, Jason, I've been able to Jason, present. Any, if you if I have a, if I have a week, any if you can get this to me soon, then anything you want me to read or watch, I will take the time to read and watch by the next time we talk. We're saying if we're going to re, re, reconvene in a week, uh, uh, I will do that, and I would I will send something to you that I would like you to watch. You don't you don't have to, but it will make the conversation more interesting if you do. Okay, okay, yeah, sure. Um, yeah, no, I, yeah, yeah. I, so yeah, I'm just trying to get everything in because otherwise I do. I, <laughs> I, I don't really feel that this one should even be published because it just makes me look insane. No, no, no. Like, it, it worked. It no, worked. It, it totally works, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But in terms of what we need to, for a better understanding, Love is Lost video, that's David Bowie? Yes, yes. Love is Lost. That is an important video. And, 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 and also the next day. The Lazarus uh, stage adapt adaptation. Yeah, I also I need to link myself since. Okay. Uh, or in, in, the, in the chat. I might. Uh, I don't think I could do next week. I think no, I, could the, oh. I could probably do the. We can we can figure this out over text or whatever. But I feel like I could probably do two weeks from now, like January twenty second, easier than I could do next week. But okay. we'll, we'll figure that out. Cool, cool, cool. Um, and then right. Jason, would you want to add others if they were interested or not? Um, sure. Whatever. Um, about yeah, if, if they're open and receptive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think Patrick Svek, I would say specifically, and Snore would be great too. And yeah. Okay. I, I mean, it's a lot of crazy stuff here, and I, well, you don't yeah, want too many people because it's already a clusterfuck, and I say that about myself. So yeah, yeah I, I mean, I, I don't think I've really like um, presented it in like a way that doesn't sound crazy. Dude, I just, think it worked. Yeah. You did it. You did it. The post yeah. seems a little crazy to me, but that There's part so of that is There's yeah. so many puzzle pieces. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, you're 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 not making syntax errors, Jason. You're letting the information stack up, and then we can we can extrapolate what we will. Uh, so yeah, it's synchronicity. It's fucking awesome. And I want to, yeah, I want to reiterate, like, reiterate from my perspective, saying, like, I feel at the beginning of this call it was like, hey, we we were in four different places of what are we discussing, and I really feel like it clicked into place. I feel like we figured out, and I and I, this all sounds really. Like not only it's clear, but clear and lucid, and I, I I think I am understanding you fairly well. Maybe not. I don't have the full depth of context, but I totally understand where you're what you're laying out uh, conceptually. I've been listening to David Bowie and Lana Del Rey the whole time, which has been kind of <laughs> nice. Really? And one yeah. ear or what? No, it's just well, I'm plugged into the computer, and so as he's talking about the music that we're supposed to be investigating mm. i mean it's it's playing so okay hey can we do like a like a like a do you guys use signal can we have like a group uh communication so we can send stuff to all four of us at once i, I think guys, this chat link is still valid this chat link is skype so we could send things but how i don't i don't know how catch it if it goes on skype it's not you don't need signal you should download yeah. signal it's good. It's good encryption. It's I like turned, a, one it's, of the better in, 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 encryption messaging Luddite services. Now I'm going analog. Okay. <laughs> All right. Whatever. Yeah. I, I, sorry. Uh, I was gonna say I, I I was saying I did have Signal. Not that I didn't like Signal, but that was uh, Doug. You're saying you don't have it. I don't know even know what it is. Okay. Well, uh, download download Signal and we should form a group. Do you? Can you do that too, Jason? Do you have that? Are you on Signal? Um. No, but I can download it. Uh, uh, yeah. That that would be cool. Um, just you know, good good encrypted messages, you yeah. know, shared stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right. All right. Uh, I will talk to all you guys soon. I really have to pop off here. I'm so glad I got to hear your voices and see some of your faces. Um, of course. Yeah, yeah, I didn't great. know you could see my face. But okay. I love you guys um, a whole lot. I'll talk to you real soon, and um, let's let's pick this back up in a few weeks. Right. That sounds good. Because she's in a world